All right, mamas, welcome back to day two with Brittany Wilson. I'm so excited. We're just going to dive right in. Hey, mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me, but I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loving life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. All right. If you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, you've got to go listen to it first because Brittany has some wonderful things to say and today is part two. So you won't get everything that you need to get out of it if you don't listen to yesterday's first. So pause this, go back to yesterday's episode, then come back and listen to this and you will get all the wonderful things that Brittany has to impart to us today. I'm so excited. Here we go. God's got it. He knew this was coming. Amen. I just keep reminding myself that when I start to feel the anxiety. (laughs) Well, that brings us to a great point, actually. So Jen is doing exactly what she should do. So the beauty of you know, this question we ask, like, okay, what's the way out of this? What does that look like? And I love what my professor would say. He said, the way out is the way out. And so that means like, no matter how severe your trauma, no matter how, what diagnosis you have, no matter what your life looks like, the way, the way out is the same way out. And it's through these simple four steps. Um, but to get to those four steps, first, we have to talk about the peace cycle. And so the peace cycle is how you rewire your brain. It's like the opposite. So the first part we talked about, I didn't call it this yet, but it's called the pain cycle. So it's what we feel. It's what we do when we feel that way, those coping parts, and then how other people respond. And the thing too about when we're in our pain cycle is that it's most often going to trigger other people's pain cycle. So when we like, for example, when I let's go back to that example of my husband walking in the door and not hugging me, I feel alone and I respond with anger or control. Like babe, like, why didn't you hug me? Like, how could you do this? You know, who knows where it could spiral to. But when I do that, like, he's not going to want to be like, Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I love you. Right. He could do that. But it's going to take a lot of self-control because it will most likely trigger his pain cycle. And so for him, he'll probably feel inadequate because he just worked really hard all day and he's coming home not wanting to be rude to me, but just wanting to like come and exist in our home and join the family, right? And immediately as he walks in the door, essentially I'm criticizing him in a way because I'm like, you should have done this thing. He's already feeling like a failure or inadequate. And so then his pain cycle gets triggered. And so he feels failure, inadequate, and then he goes to his coping, which for him is to withdraw. So if I'm already feeling alone, how is that withdrawal going to make me feel, right? I'm going to feel more alone. So I'm going to go to my pain cycle even more, and I'm going to maybe feel alone again, or maybe it's going to trigger my feeling inadequate, like maybe I'm not good enough. 
Um, and then it's going to cycle to more of my coping, which maybe at first it was just kind of like controlling. And now maybe it's going to go to anger and he's withdrawing. So he's even farther from me. And so now I'm going to start yelling at him. Right. And then when I yell at him, like that's going to feel like cycle his pain cycle even more. And so it's like this vicious cycle that I know like so many people have felt that before. And you're like, why does this happen? And that's exactly why is because when we act out of that pain cycle, most often it's going to trigger someone else's pain cycle unless they're very good at like stopping that. And then the pain cycles just feed off of each other and exacerbate each other. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what happens. And so like we, we, we see that picture of the pain cycle, but the other side of this is the peace cycle. So this is like the, the, the step to the way out. So the peace cycle is exactly the first thing is exactly what Jen just did. When I said, Oh, Jen, that's, that's a lot. Like what you're going through is a lot. She said, no, but God's got it. Um, and so when she said like, no, I know that God's got it. What she did was she spoke truth. And so that's like the first part of the peace cycle is you identify truths that counteract those lies that we believe. So for me, my, my core wound is alone, but the truth is, so I might feel alone at times and that feeling is true, but the reality of it is a lie. I'm never alone, right? I, God says he'll never leave us or forsake us. Um, I have uh, a husband that loves me. I have kids that love me. I have friends that love me, a family that loves me, right? The list goes on. Like, even when I feel most alone, it is never, ever true that I'm alone. And so we identify those truths that counteract those lies that we believe in those moments, um, even out of control. You know, this one can be a little more complicated because we live in a world that is broken, that there is sin, that there is death, there is sickness. And so there are some things that the reality of it is that we are out of control over some things. But a truth that I speak all the time is one, God is in control. I have a few like variations for this one because there's different situations that kind of elicit different truths that I need. One is that God is in control. One is that I always have choices. So I might be out of control of what's happening around me of like how my kids are acting right now, or even what my husband does, but I always have choices. I can obviously react in anger. I can try and reach out for connection. I can pray, right? I always have choices. And so that like can help remind me that I'm not out of control. And then, you know, inadequate, like, you know, I might feel inadequate But the truth is like, God created me. He made me good. I am made in his image and he lives inside of me and, and works through me. And so because of that, like I am more than enough. And so we identify these truths that combat our core wounds. And so we have about three truths as well. And then the second part of the pain cycle or the peace cycle is it fuels into new behaviors. So, right. We had our old coping, right? Mine is anger. Mine is control. Mine is anxiety, but the new behaviors, like if I, so for example, if, you know, I felt alone and when I felt alone, I would start to control, but the truth is I'm never alone. And so when I can stand in that truth and truly believe that I'm never alone, how would I act differently? Like if my husband walked in the door and he didn't hug me, but I was like, no, I I know he loves me. I'm, I'm, I know he's here with me. I'm never alone. Instead of getting angry or trying to control him, I would probably reach out for connection because that's essentially what I want. And so instead of being critical and doing and trying to do that, I'm going to actually just reach out for connection. And I'm going to be like, Hey, babe, can I get a hug? Like I really missed you today. And, and you can even just hear like how much different would someone respond 
to you if you said, oh, can I just get a hug versus being like, hey, why didn't you give me a hug? Why did you forget? Right. You can, you can feel the difference there. And so most of the time when we respond out of that peace, out of that truth, it's going to fuel peace again. So it's going to probably help him stay in his peace cycle. Now, I do have to give a caveat that ultimately like people will make their choices and we cannot control them. And maybe he walks in the door and he, he really like didn't want to hug me because he's super triggered and he's overwhelmed and he just can't, he wants to avoid connection right now. And so that might be very true. Ultimately, I can only control my own, my own part, but it's going to be much more likely that he is going to respond in peace when I am responding in peace and standing in my truth. And so that's, that's essentially the way out. And the four steps, they're so simple, and but they literally rewire your brain. And all you do is you say what you feel, you say what you would normally do, you say what the truth is, and you say what you're going to do instead. So I kind of already walked through it, but like, I feel alone. I would usually get controlling or critical, but the truth is I'm never alone. So instead of being controlling and critical, I'm going to reach out for connection. And you, if you say that out loud, it's going to regulate your brain because it's taking your brain out of the emotional amygdala part of your brain and into the prefrontal cortex, especially when you say it out loud. And it helps you literally calm down in that moment. And eventually it will create a new neural pathway. But just like the trail in the forest, you're going to have to do some heavy lifting. You're going to have to clear the rocks and the brush tear up the grass, get out the trees. Like, and so it's going to be hard work and it's going to feel awkward at first. And like, you're not going to want to choose it, but the more that you do it, you will begin to see that pathway emerge and you're going to begin to make that your, um, the first response eventually. It kind of goes back to an episode I did a while ago. It's actually something that we talked briefly about on the recording that we did for your podcast, but your brain science, your neurons are actually continuously reformed every day by your thought patterns. So this just kind of reaffirms you changing your thought patterns, and then it just turns into something that is automatic for you. In the episode that I did, it was a while ago, I'll have to find it and I'll link it in the show notes too. But I talk about how if you're constantly in a negative state, constantly saying negative things, your brain is going to automatically go to that negative side. So if you are intentional and start talking positively, like I think I use the dish example, like I hate doing the dishes. The dishes are always here. I'm always the one who does the dishes. Nobody ever does dishes. And you're going in this negative cycle. I know dishes is pretty minor. There's some major things too. But if you're going in a negative state doing the dishes every time, your brain is constantly going to go to that negative state. But if you go to the dishes, I get to do the dishes so that we have clean dishes to eat off for dinner tonight. I get to do the dishes so that way we have a clean kitchen and everything smells nice and my kids can learn how to keep their house clean. And you start thinking of some positive ways, your brain is going to start automatically going to that positive side. But it's going to take some time because you have to change your brain functionality. It's it's just how your brain works and it's how God created it. But it's so fascinating how we can transform our thought patterns. And God talks about it in, in his word, but there's also science to back it up that this is the way we were created. So I love that. And I love how this whole restoration theory kind of focuses on changing your thought patterns in some very specific ways. Yeah. And I love that example. And I think it's like, I think sometimes we, we walk these four steps out without all the specifics of it. Um, and like, like what you were saying, like, I think, you know, even underneath the dishes, like we might feel 
in that negative mindset, we might feel out of control. Like I have to do this, right? Like this is forced upon me. But then what you're doing is you're kind of getting to the truth in that you're saying, I get to do this, which is the truth of like, I have choices, right? Like, and so it's like, we're walking this out without even realizing it with what you're saying. And I love that example because it's so relatable because like, I, I often think of the bigger examples of like the fights of the husband or the, the big blowups of the kids. But I love thinking about it in the nuances of the dishes because that is so where we're at. Like, that's just the reality that we, we swim in. Um, so that's, yeah, so helpful to think about. And this also, you know, I talk about for me, it's anger. That's like where my anger comes from with my kids or anxiety. Um, but this is also like, you know, I know social media is such a, a big thing that Jen talks about is trying to get your time back from that. But why you find yourself, one of the reasons that you find yourself on social media so much most likely is because you're triggered. You know, one of a, a coping that a lot of people have is when they feel their wound, they feel that pain point, they try and numb it. And you can numb it with so many different things. You can numb it with alcohol, with food, with drugs, obviously with porn, like whatever it is, but also social media is a way to numb that. And so when you find yourself in that space again and again and again, my encouragement to you would be to kind of assess like, why am I here? And I'm sure Jen walks you through this as well, but like, how did I get to this place? What is underneath this? Like, what am I not dealing with by coming and scrolling on social media? And it sometimes is even just like little things, right? You're just feel maybe out of control in your day. Like the kids are crazy. You're, you're feeling inadequate because you don't know how to parent in the right way. Like you feel ill-equipped to do it. And so you end up numbing out in the littlest ways, even just scrolling on social media, but understanding, taking a pause to think about like what is underneath this behavior is just so key to overcoming that. That is huge. And oftentimes we do just want to numb out and zone out because we're so overstimulated. We're so exhausted and tired of everything that's happening. And we just want our brains to shut off for a minute. So we have this habitual response to that thought or those emotions to grab our phone and pull up social media or pull up Google and go down a rabbit hole of some random thing. And it's those thoughts and emotions that can trigger that response. And that is part of that underlying emotional response to social media, which is what contributes it to being so addicting. And there's, you know, the algorithms and things that cause it to be addicting that they they have created on their own. And it was very intentional. But there's the things that we do that are underlying that contribute to that addiction as well. Yeah. And then if you think about it too, like what happens when you do go on social media for a lot of people, specifically for me, this is why I avoid social media for the most part is because I get triggered. Like I, so right. We're already in our pain cycle. We're already triggered from our day. We go on social media and a lot of times that's going to continue to fuel that pain cycle because we start to compare ourselves. We start to look at other people's homes and other people's kids. We see we see some parenting tip and feel like, oh, I'm a horrible mom. We look at something we're not invited to. Whatever it is, right? We begin that fuels our pain cycle and we feel inadequate. We feel out of control. We feel alone. And now we're just going to, it's only going to add to that pain cycle. And so instead of not like in, in addition to not just dealing with the core, we're actually adding to what we're feeling by choosing that. And that's just obviously only going to lead to more pain and more of that destructive coping. 
That is so true. And it's so validating to hear you talk about that from a different standpoint. So I don't, I don't know all of the, like the restoration theory. I don't know all of that kind of science behind these things. I just know the patterns and I know how responses trigger different responses and how our thought patterns and our actions just exacerbate either positive or negative things in our life. And that's what can cause the overwhelm and the anxiety and depression and all of these things that these busy moms listening are feeling. But it's really wonderful to hear you talk about it from what's causing it and making it so simple. Like there's probably one of these three core things from your past that's causing all these other what seems like many multiple things happening in your emotions, but it might just be triggered by one of these three things that just simplifies it so much and makes it not so daunting. Yeah, that's what I love about restoration theory is, and especially when you see it on paper, you're just going to be like, oh my goodness, I get it. I see this in all of my relationships. Um, So yeah, it is so freeing. And a, a couple other just thoughts that I have for anyone that's kind of finding themselves in that place again and again, um, especially in the realm of motherhood. There's a couple things that, you know, in addition to trying to rewire your brain and and walk these four steps that you need to do. The first is just kind of doing some healing work. This is something I'm really passionate about, obviously. And so taking the time to to process what happened as a kid and and after that and all of the things like making sure you're you're giving time and energy towards that because ultimately like if you want your kids to be healthier you can only take them as far as you've gone and so if you haven't processed some things it's going to be essential that you do that so that you can help your kids process those things you know even even as you go right like if you have a bad day and you yell at them like yeah you stop and apologize and 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 then we talk about it with them and we help them process that like hey what did that feel like for you when I yelled at you? Like, you know, I remember when I was a kid and my parents would yell at me and I felt really scared and I felt alone. And, you know, you, if, if you have done that work yourself, you're able to sit with your kids in that and, and do that with them, even, even in the middle of their childhood, like they don't have to wait till they're an adult to process some of these things. And so taking the time to do that healing work, whether it's like with a therapist or a counselor or, you know, my academy as well. Um, we, we kind of walk through some of these things, inviting God into that healing process, just even slowing down enough to, to journal about it and to do like some of the worksheets and, and to think about how we can, um, you know, what we need to face and how we can see things from a different perspective. And so whatever that that is, um, I just think that process, whoever you do it with, it is so essential that you create that space to do that work. And that's going to be really huge in giving you the ability to rewire your brain because there's kind of some deeper stuff underneath it that, that might keep leading you down that wrong pain path if you don't deal with it. That's kind of like the first, first thing I would encourage you. Um, and then Lastly, the second thing is if you keep getting triggered as a parent over and over again, and and especially with that out of control feeling, I think a lot of times what's happening is that you need to be more equipped. And so, you know, in my podcast, I talk a lot about like, you know, getting rid of mom guilt and and like Jen talks about a lot, having grace for yourself and, you know, trying to get out of that mindset that you're just a failure as a mom and all of that. But a lot of times when we keep getting triggered in that way, it's because we're, we're not equipped. We don't have a game plan for how to parent. We don't know what to do in different scenarios. And I know for me, when I don't know what to do as a parent, I feel so inadequate and so out of control. And that fuels that anger and anxiety more than anything. And so sometimes it it just means setting 
uh, aside time and resources to go and really equip yourself as a parent, whether it's reading a book, whether it's um, going through a program, like whatever that looks like. And I have things that I recommend, but um, just making sure you're equipped in that realm. And that can be a huge game changer in feeling more in control. And so there's just kind of like a couple of random um, points that I have in terms of what kind of the deeper work that you need to do in addition to working these four steps is. That is amazing. And I'm so glad you were able to come on here and talk to us all. I got a lot out of it, learned a whole lot, and I'm sure everybody else did too. If the mamas listening want to explore this further and they want to learn more from you, how do they do that? Where do they find you? I know you have a program that they can go through. So tell tell them a little bit about your program and how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. First of all, my podcast, again, is called Morning Mama. You can go into any um, podcasting platform and search for Morning Mama. And uh, my name is Brittany Wilson, so you can find me in there. Um, I have a free Facebook group as well if you want to come and join community of women on this healing journey of trying to figure out all of this together. Um, I'd love to see you over there. And then I do also have a program. It is now a um, year-long experience. You don't have to do it for an entire year, but you're open to do the coaching for up to that. I really extended it recently because I wanted to be able to walk you through the nuances of healing. And, you know, obviously that's not like always a quick short, we're going to get there right away. And so um, I have a whole program with um, lots of videos and worksheets that walk you through restoration theory, and then how to apply that to every single one of your relationships, your marriage, your kids, uh, boundaries with extended family, like everything, how to dive deeper into your relationship with God and what that can look like. And um, so there's a whole bunch of content that you work through at your own pace. And then we meet weekly for group coaching, which I know can intimidate some people, but uh, even research has shown that group uh, therapy or group coaching has better results than even individual because it gives you just an eye into other people's worlds and um, hearing like what they're going through and walking through is one of the most powerful components of it. It's actually, it's so funny because people are always intimidated by that, but then it's one of their favorite parts of it is getting to hear other people get coaching and, and hear other people's stories and what that looks like. So um, yeah, I would love for you to join me over there. You can go to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com to get more information about that. Um, or you can find my podcast and there's always a link in the show notes there as well. Um, yeah, and I just would love to see you over there. I'm just so grateful for uh, this privilege to just do the work that God has called me to and help mamas find this freedom that they're called to because God has big a big purpose for you in this earth. And if you are so bogged down by everything that you've walked through, um, then, and, and just kind of the overwhelm you face, the anxiety you face on a day-to-day basis, you're not going to be able to do the work that he's called you to. And I know Jen talks about that all the time and she equips you in a way that I cannot with all of her amazing, um, tools that she has, which I have been blessed by. Like, by the way, Jen, I, I got a, um, a smaller laundry, uh, basket. And Yay! it's been amazing. Yeah. Doesn't it make I, a huge difference? It really does. And like, if I want a pair of jeans, you know, like that I, I wore a couple of days ago, I can find it. I don't know. There's so many parts of it that I love. It's been really helpful. So all of your tools are just amazing. I'm so grateful for you and how I'm you- I'm so glad you got on. a smaller hamper because that is like life-changing. Yeah. So great. So grateful. Yeah. So thank you, Jen. You're so amazing. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I really encourage, I'm part of your Facebook group. I encourage you mamas listening, 
check out her Facebook group. There's all sorts of great tools. It's a really great community. And her program is absolutely amazing. So go check that out. She's got a page that tells you all about it, just what she said here, but it is amazing. So I can't encourage you enough to go check that out. Thank you, Brittany, so much. It was great to just chat with you face to face today and see your lovely face, not on a recorded thing that was (laughs) weeks ago. I love it. I miss you and I love you. Thank you so much for all the wisdom and insight that you brought to us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. And I love you and I miss you also. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. See you over at Marco Polo. Ladies, I hope you got as much out of what Brittany had to say as I did, because I am definitely rocked by all that she had to say. And it just clears so much stuff up. I can't express to you enough that you need to go check out her podcast, check out her program. You will be blessed so much by her. Okay, mamas, I hope you enjoyed this week. I know it was a little different, but it was totally worth it. We'll see you next week with some really exciting stuff. I can't wait to share all that I have for you next week. It's going to be really good. I am talking a little bit about what I am going through right now. If you're part of my Facebook community, you would have already heard what's going on. I've been keeping everybody up to date there. But there's so much stuff and it is just rocking my world in such a good way. God is so good and miracles are happening. Caleb is done for today. You can hear him complaining. (laughs) All right, mamas, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.